a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Time to talk some ball with one of the greatest players in Utah football history. Bill Riley welcomes the beard, Eric Weddle, to the show weekly. The Eric Weddle interview is presented by Bingham's Custom Meats in Morton. Now here's Weddle with Riles right here on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Time to talk some ball here on the Bill Riley Show. We do it every week with one of our favorites, Eric Weddle. We mix in a little... Youth ball, a little high school ball, a little college ball, and pro ball. We kind of mix it all together because Weddle touches all aspects of football uh, with his coaching and fandom and former playing. How you doing, Dub? Ryle, been a few weeks. Doing great, man. Yeah, it's good to have you back on again. Let's uh, before let's get out of the way right now. Give us an update. Where are the boys at? Are you still undefeated? Are you still pushing toward the playoffs? Where are things with the Pee Wee team? Unfortunately, we lost in the semis, and uh, as painful as it is for me, our season is done. We were seven to zero, and uh, we faced the team that we uh, played earlier in the season, and they hit us in the mouth. And we, and we, uh, the, the the old head ball coach didn't didn't adjust uh, uh, as good as he could have, and there were some mistakes on both sides calling the calling the game and bottom line is we didn't get it done and that falls on the coach and we'll be better for it wow so who took it harder the coach or the kids oh man it was uh i think the boys did because we we had high aspirations we, we wanted to try to go to Orlando this year with the team that we had. And uh, so the kids were bummed, uh, but you know, you got to play great every week. You, you can't have an off game. And if you don't play your best uh, against a good team, then you're going to lose. And hopefully as the kids go on to high school, that they learn something throughout the, the last four months with myself. Um, how's the high school team doing? Is that season over? Are you guys still playing there too? High school, we got a playoff game tomorrow night against Forty Pines, and they beat us earlier in the season. We were we were dwindled with injuries that week, so I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, we got to protect the football and uh, create some turnovers to have a chance. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, if if a big if if we lose uh, Monday of next week starts my full-time coaching gig. 
So I'm excited about that. Wow. So it'll it'll start that quick, huh? Yeah, because, you know, out here, I'm sure in Utah as well, like the, the kids have, uh, you can have a football class. So you can either, you know, in the off season, it's, you know, lifting, running, and then you can meet and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, a lot, majority of the kids that are coming back have that class. So I got to start uh, getting these boys in shape and get them ready for next season. Wow. Okay. So uh, just, just curious, what what have you learned this year as an assistant high school football coach? I mean, I know you've been coaching Gage's team and stuff for a while, but it's a different level at the high school level, and you've been kind of shadowing and working with the guy that's going to, you know, whose job you're going to take next year and kind of step into that role. Uh, what, what's been an eye-opener? What have you kind of learned being being in that world this year? Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, just being patient with the boys and uh... – you know, I feel I feel like there's a lot there's a lot to be desired in the sense that you can push these kids, you can you can push them uh, for great things. It just takes time and it just takes effort on the staff and the, and the coaches. And the great thing for me is I don't I don't have a class that I got to teach throughout the day. And you know, all my focus is is trying to get the best out of these boys and, and try to help them and grow them and, and teach them. So uh, that's a huge advantage for myself to uh, be able to implement what I want to do, offense, defense, and special teams, and, and more broadly on, on how to grow these young uh, men into adults that are got to get ready for the real world. So uh, nothing really surprised me, just uh, more so the excitement in uh, – of what I'm, I want to, what do I envision for the program and what I envision of the look of the football team on the field. And I think, uh, I think that we will have an advantage before every snap, pre snap, offense, defense, especially into what we're able to run and what I'm able to, to teach the boys. Eric Weddle's with us here on the Bill Riley Show today on Utah's number one sports talk. So um, as you're watching, Utah come on the field last week on that half-assed FS1 broadcast that wasn't even in Pullman. Um, <laughs> what was your reaction when it was Bryson Barnes and not Cam Rising? I, you don't know how bad I wanted to get on my phone and one, figure out if we won. Two, did Cam ever come back in the game? Three, was it a disciplinary, like, what is going on? I was totally out of loop because I didn't start the game till you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock and I hadn't I didn't know anything that, that had gone on up until that point. So I just held it out. I, I didn't I didn't ask until uh after I finished the game and and still even then just the unknown and what was going on and just a crazy whirlwind. Like talk about talk about as a head coach or even your team, players, teammates like showing up to the game and then that happening, like you can't, you can't envision uh, going through something like that, like preparing for something like that. And man, the, the backup quarterback, what's his name? Barnes? Bryson Barnes. Yeah, came in there and, came in there and uh, held it down for us, man. That was such a big game. No, I mean, if we lose that game, it just would have been a travesty. And, he held his own and actually played really well throughout that game to, to give us the edge. And what a what a game to keep our season alive. 
too. Yeah, I mean, here's I mean, here's the thing. First of all, you could have texted me if you wanted to. I could have given you the skinny on that. But as we found out, Cam was in here an hour ago, and you know, Witt said it too. There was this big conspiracy, all these conspiracy theories running around that the Utes and there was a disciplinary thing, or they were hold- no. I mean, Cam, I talked to him on Wednesday. Talked to the- everybody expected Cam to play, although Cam did say that he kind of gave Bryson a heads up midweek and said, "Hey, just be prepared just in case." So he must have had something in yeah. the back of his head. But then, he, you know, he went through warm-ups. We saw him down there on the field in warm-ups, but he came off the field, went in the locker room literally 22, 25 minutes before kickoff and, and basically told Witt and Andy Ludwig that he wasn't feeling it, didn't feel like he could go. And then they went over and told Bryson he was the guy, and Bryson's like, all right, here we go. And that's what he did. I mean, this is it's just incredible. Uh, for one, to, to have – Gosh, what is the word? The new nuance, the the confidence in in yourself to be like, hey man, I don't, I think you're a better option for the team, is definitely something to be applauded for because I don't know many guys that would have would have went that route and probably wouldn't have played as well as as Barnes and maybe have lost that game, which is it's just crazy to think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it, it was just a whirlwind when you see see all it unfolding on TV and you don't really know. And I couldn't text you cause I didn't have my phone. You know, I couldn't look <laughs> at my phone cause I didn't want to get the updates of the game. So it was just uh, a crazy couple hours for me watching the game with the unknown, but uh, we pulled it out, man. And, and that, that's all that matters. And just what a gritty character building type win for the team to go on the road and win like we did uh, what is really going to, make this team even closer than it already is. Yeah, there, there's no style points in football. It's just get the dub or don't get the dub, and they got the dub. Here was some of the best news, though. You know, the last six quarters, your defense, Eric, your Utah defense is starting to look more and more like a Utah defense again. The second half of the SC game and all four quarters really against – I mean, they only gave up 17 on the road to Wazoo. Yes, I, I've, I've – uh... You know, ever since the week one game, you, you've seen a uh, slow improvement uh, each week. You know, the UCLA hiccup, I think, at times, it was really good football in the second half. And then, obviously, you know, the quarterback played out of his mind. And then the SC game, you know, in the second half, making making uh, the quarterback run around and, and making those plays at the end of the game. I, I think we, we feel like our identity is coming around and, and being able to get after the quarterback, give them different looks and making the plays at the end of the game, I think that's what the identity is becoming is we're, we're a closing-type defense. We close games out, uh, which is which is a great character and, and great uh, just a, a, a feeling that when the game's on the line that we're, we're going to be able to close those games out. So, uh, they, you know, Morgan has, been, has done a, an excellent job, I think, of adjusting and figuring out what, what's best and how to attack the teams and, you know, I, I, Washington State's given us trouble, especially through the air over the last couple of seasons. So uh, I, I felt like it was going to be a close game, but the defense really showed out, especially with our quarterback down. We, we needed all those stops. Um, do you like the three safety look? I mean, they, 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 they've gone to that against a lot of spread teams. The freshman, Sione Vaki, led the team in tackles. True, true freshman coming off a mission. Uh, you had R.J. Hubert, who got ejected for targeting late, and then, of course, Cole Bishop. Do you like the way Morgan employ, employs that uh, employs that three safety look? I do. I think they're all they're all talented dudes. I think I think Hubbard and then the the safety that just came back. 
uh, are more of the free safety rangy types, uh, make plays on the ball, and Cole does all the dirty work, takes blitz, can cover man-to-man, uh, play the run, uh, you know, sets the edge, just a more physical type uh, football player. So I, I like the versatility. I like the movement and the, the disguising that the, the safeties are able to do within the system. So, dude, more the merrier, babe. Got to get the best 11 on the field. That's that's all the coaches uh, envision and want. And if you're the best 11, you're going to be on the field. And the pass rush is starting to get home a little bit more, too. That four-man pass rush is starting to get home. Again, Washington State's offensive line isn't great. They've given up a bunch of sacks. But it when, when you can get home with four, Eric, you know this as well as anybody. When you can get home with four, it just makes life so much easier on the rest of the defense. Yeah, I mean, you're able to mix and match coverages and and be able to give help to a stud receiver or tight end if needed. Uh, so it's, it's always imperative. I mean, you never want to. You never want to leave your guys out to dry. You want to have time with blitzes and blitzes that, that make sense and, and they get home, that attack uh, the protection of the, the team you're going against. Um, and then and then situational awareness, you know, what do they like in certain situations? Are they a, an empty? Are they a five, you know, give five guys out? Or do they like to protect, you know, give pressure looks and then you drop back into coverage where you're, you're basically doubling all the receivers that they're getting out? So, uh it's it's obviously imperative to get home with four, and I think they're doing a better job. And I think the the D line and especially uh, the D line coach, I'm what I'm trying to say, he's a Luther Luther, Luther Ellis, Ellis, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think he's doing an unbelievable job, and we'll continue to do so the more more uh, reps he's getting with the with the boys. I'm curious, I wanted to ask you, um, Clark Phillips, obviously having a great year, five picks this year. Uh, probably should have had – he got his feet caught in the turf. Otherwise, he probably would have had a pick on that pop-up pass that went for a touchdown for Wazoo. Uh-huh. It's got to be the most tel- – it's got to be one of those feelings like when you're an outfielder and you know the ball has gone over your head. You took two steps in and you're like, oh, no, and you know it. It's got to be that same feeling when you're a defensive back and, and you're, you're, you just lose your footing and you see that ball that you knew you could have picked kind of sail over your head, right? Oh, gosh. I, I remember that. I remember that perfectly perfectly my my senior year against San Diego State the first or second drive all week they got in this formation and they lined a certain way and then he always did a corner out and I obviously knew it so I sliced it and undercut it and I looked for the ball and what do they do they run it they run it high instead of running it to the to the sideline and they scored a touchdown on me and it's just like all that work gosh dang it and what do you know they scored touchdown so been there, done that, and uh, you just hope that you get another opportunity, which you will, and, and he did, and you make the most of them when they come. But overall, you 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 got to hold your hat on preparation and film study and, and take advantage of those situations because more often than not, you'll be right. I'm curious, Eric, um, how's Clark going to translate to the next level? I I think uh, I think he's going to be fine. I think. He's going to get drafted high. Who knows how high? He's going to test well. He's going to be a guy that I think, honestly, he could play inside or out, uh, with depending on how fast he runs. Uh, but he's physical enough and that he could match up with, with slot receivers and be that guy blitzing because he's physical and can tackle. So I think he brings a lot to the, the next level. And I think, uh, depending on the system, 
and where the defensive coordinator and the team wants him, that he's going to flourish. I mean, it's been a goal of his since since he came to Utah. I mean, the reason why he came up there is for the defense and to get ready for the NFL, and that's what that's what he's been meant to do, and that's what he's going to do. Uh, just a matter of. Uh, where he ends up and how long is he going to play is up to him. On the small side, he's at 5'9". Um, does that hold him back at all? I mean, there have been guys that have been 5'9 and played corner in the NFL before, but what's the challenge for smaller corners? Uh, you know, they just got to be right. They got to be They got to play physical. They got to They got to be quick. They got to understand their limitations and and uh, who they are as a football player, right? You're, you're not going to you're not going to be getting a getting a race where you're going with six five dudes and going to try to out jump them. Like you got to win at the line, you got to be in their hip pocket and play to your strength. And you know, I don't think that I don't think it's going to hurt them. I think some teams will won't draft him because of that, and then some teams will will keep him on the board and draft him because they love his versatility, they love his toughness, they love his physicality. And love his his uh, leadership and and everything that he could bring to a team. So he's going to end up where he wants to and have a great career. Do you, do you think Dalton Kincaid's the same way? Is Kincaid going to be a is he going to be a high end NFL tight end? Oh yeah, Dal- Dalton has been sure impressive with Keithy going down. Uh, it's unfortunate with him, and I think he's going to be he's going to be fine when once he gets his. Uh, he had surgery, and by the time he rehabs the back, he should be ready to go by training camp the next season, wherever he goes. So, I don't think uh, in the, in the long run, maybe early on, it's going to hurt him. But overall, he's still going to be a, a coveted player. But Kincaid, I mean, gosh, what he's been doing over the last few weeks, and just his the way he's able to change speeds. And really, the fluid and just athleticism running routes uh, has got to be most teams in the league are going to be just salvaging, salvaging, you know, wanting that type of player because of the matchups he presents. He's bigger than most safeties. He's fast enough to, to separate against uh, more speedier cover guys, and there's no chance the linebacker is going to be able to cover him. So, and he's physical enough in the in the blocking game. I mean, honestly, like I know this is kind of crazy comparison, but the way he runs routes and catches the football reminds me of Travis Kelsey. Uh, I know he's obviously one of the best to ever do it, but just the way he maneuvers and creates separation. I mean, it's there's a lot to like in Dalton's game, and I'm excited to, to see him lead this team and continue to be that difference maker on offense. But just to see how how far he's going to go because the sky's the limit. It's funny you say that because I didn't think that, but when I went back and watched the SC game and there were so many ISOs of him, you know, the, the, they had all the cameras there, so there were so many ISOs of watching him run routes and the way he created space and the way he catches the ball, you're right. I mean, it, it's it's almost like you're watching Kelsey, the way Kelsey moves in space, the way he creates space off safeties and corners and the way he catches and then moves afterwards. Kincaid does a lot of that. 100 percent and that's what you know watching him dominate that game uh reminded me of the times where they they stretch kelsey out and it doesn't matter who's on him he's getting the ball and he's gonna figure out a way to get open and then after the catch like he's a he's a monster to bring down like he's a physical elusive and he gets going like you're not you're not getting near him so 
it, it is kind of crazy to think you put those two in context, but I guarantee teams are looking at his game and how that will translate to the NFL, and they put him in that category. Now, is he going to end up being like Kelsey? We hope so. Like, that's what you hope for, but uh, it's just nice to be in somewhat of a comparison of a, an NFL superstar uh, as you get ready to embark on your NFL career. Who was the toughest tight end matchup for you in your career? Uh, for me, I mean, honestly, it was, uh, you know, Gacy in practice <laughs> gave me the most most trouble. Uh, we had many battles, obviously, but he made games so easy for me because traditionally when I first got in the league, tight ends were just big uh, physical type guys, like the Tony Gonzalez's of the world, like would just out jump you. They're not going to route you up. They're not going to run away from you. Uh, and then going against Gacy made, made the game so easy. Like I was, I would just glove up guys because they were just easy to cover. I could feel the route before they even would get into their break because they were just so robotic. Well, then came the age of, you know, Gacy and then, you know, Gronk and Hernandez and then Kelsey. And then you're getting these guys that are basically wideouts at six five, two fifty plus, And you're just like, holy smokes. These are, these are much tougher matchups. Uh, so I, I would say Gacy and then, Gronk was always tough just because after the catch, uh, if you didn't weren't within uh, the, like a bang bang tackle where he caught it and you're right there to tackle him, it's it's a, it's gonna be you better hold on for dear life. I mean, just because he was so physical of a runner uh, after the fact, uh, and then Kelsey and these other guys uh, just put nuances into the route running where it makes it difficult just to be close to them. Um, I was going to ask about Gronk, but you just kind of touched on it there. He just seemed like one of those guys. Like you said, if you didn't have him around the waist or legs when he caught it, he was just a, a monster in the open field. All right, Dub, thank you as always. Uh, sorry about the Pee Wee team. Good luck with the high school team in the playoffs tomorrow night. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, Riles. Let's get this done, boys. Let's do it. That's the great Eric Weddle with us here on the Bill Riley Show today. He joins us each and every Thursday here on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups. Automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.